Hello, my name is Jayama, and you're listening to Unpurified, the Ramblings of a Black Queer Christian. For today's episode of the podcast, I want to talk about um, reconciling God in the Old Testament of the Bible. Uh, I know for a lot of people, and for me as well, before I had this revelation, uh, it's hard for a lot of people to see the goodness of God in the Old Testament. Like a lot of times, you know, when people think about God in the Old Testament, they're like, you know, he's angry, you know, I don't know. They, they always have like, they always show like sort of like the anger of God. They like, they put heavy emphasis on like, I guess the times where people were punished for their actions. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, for the, for the girls who (laughs) don't want to see none of that, it's hard to, um, I guess, see the goodness of him there. So, you know, I went through a whole thing, you know, I read a lot of the Old Testament, and I will show you that you can reconcile God in the Old Testament of the Bible. So yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so the first thing I want to say when it comes to, uh, I guess what I'm about to talk about (laughs) is that I feel like a lot of times when people uh, talk about how it's hard for them to read the Old Testament because like, you know, it's, you know, it's, it is hard at the beginning to see uh, the goodness of God in the Old Testament. A lot of times when you see preachers um, preach about the Old Testament, it's giving very much uh, fire and brimstone. A lot of times people pull stuff from there when uh, verses are being taken out of context. They're typically using the Old Testament and it's like very uh, hate-filled, you know? There's not really much love or grace that people put in those. And I earnestly think it's because you know people a lot of times pastors are actively um refusing to see it so if they're refusing to see it and you know they're preaching to people and most of the time people's only experience with the bible is through church a lot of times some pastors even don't want their congregants to read the bible for themselves And it can feel daunting for a lot of people to read the Bible for themselves because, you know, especially depending on the translation that you have. Some people only have King James. And I, for one, cannot understand the King James Version in the slightest. Like, I, I do not speak Shakespearean, okay? I am from, like you know, I am current, you know, she's contemporary, she speaks, you know, African-American 
vernacular, okay? So I don't understand what the girls were saying back in the 1600s, you know? I don't I don't know that. I don't know that life. I don't want to speak that life. <laughs> so for, you know, a lot of people, it's hard to read the Bible. And then it's like when pastors talk about it, they talk about it very harshly so like I don't first first off I want I don't want people to feel bad if you feel like it's hard to see the goodness of God in the Old Testament because it can be because they make it hard (laughs) you know and it's like you know if you feel um like a hesitancy to get close to God because of it that lines up biblically biblically girl if I could talk because the Bible says that the goodness of God leads us to repentance you know what I'm saying and that we can we can love Christ because he first loved us so if we are not seeing you know what i'm saying if we are not first seeing the goodness of god how we how are we gonna you know what i'm saying how are we gonna follow him if we're not first feeling the love you know what i'm saying why would why, why am i rocking with this man <laughs> you know like why am i why am i doing this if if i if you don't have you know what i'm saying the evidence if you're not seeing something i'm not just gonna follow somebody blindly and i don't think god will want us to follow him blindly like it's like you you should see you know what i'm saying like you should he wants us to be willing participants in these relationships again as i keep reiterating god is a god of consent okay he wants our consent he wants us to say yes he does not want to force us to do anything that we do not want to do okay he does not move like that he does not act like that so you know what i'm saying it makes sense don't let nobody shame you okay into thinking you know what i'm saying like you you don't have enough faith for this don't let nobody try and guilt you into into doing stuff that that you're not ready to do so that's 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 what i want to first and foremost say if you have had issues with this much like i have also had issues with this don't let nobody try and make you feel bad about it because that lines up with the word (laughs) let's let's see the goodness first before i get into you know a relationship which makes sense logically i'm not gonna date nobody that i think is mean i'm not gonna hang with nobody that i think is off the handle so first and foremost you know i just want to get that out the way before we even get talking about anything else but okay when i like okay so uh, <laughs> when i first uh like got the revelation of like me being able to like reconcile him back to goodness i had to like um 
I had to like read the Old Testament for myself because like at first I was like starting to like um I guess like look up preachers who talked about it and I wasn't really seeing anybody that I liked and then when people talked about it again like as I said they were very they're giving guilt they're giving shame so I was like okay I need to read this for myself okay and like as I was reading it the verse that was like that was like sticking out in my brain that because you know I say in the words so like it was I think it's a new testament verse but then again I don't know <laughs> but the verse that stuck out of my brain that like I kept with me as I was reading uh the old testament um was that God is the same today yesterday and forever and that was something that like I kept within myself to make sure that I remembered as I was reading the Old Testament because I was like okay he's the same yesterday today and forever and I'm like he's nice in the New Testament we can clearly see that clear as day he's nice to me currently you know when he when he moves with me he's very nice with me he don't yell at me so I'm like okay well since he's nice in the New Testament and he's nice to me now then he had to been nice back then too you know like if he's the same then you know like these (laughs) these uh the traits have to last you know what I mean like they don't just they don't just you can't just pop up out of uh, uh out of nothingness I'm like okay so I made sure that I kept that in mind and so my first um, thought in tackling this issue was like, like I don't know, I guess like going through all the examples that people uh, perceive as being harsh or for him like having a strict judgment on a particular person or like something going on that just kind of like didn't make sense. And you're like, yo, whoa, what? what is this and I was like okay well maybe I could like individually go through each thing but then you know logic sits in and I'm like girl I'm uh, uh, we're not doing that (laughs) that's 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 a lot of things and I don't know what people think I don't know how they're gonna see certain things or you know I'm saying I I don't know I don't know what y'all got questions with you know so I'm like okay what's a good way that I could, you know what I'm saying, address this. And I was like, okay, well, let us first, I think a good way of doing this (laughs) is by showing clear-cut examples of God being merciful to people who were evil, like straight up, straight up and down, just not good people trash but he was merciful to them he was kind to them and gave them grace in those circumstances so that once you have these examples of all these different people who were 
given grace for you know their their evil crimes or whatever that you can have a fuller understanding that like the reasons he moved in those other circumstances that where he punished people who did wrong it was not because that he doesn't have the capability to do so it's because that those actions were necessary in those situations and I feel like one of the things that he told me like when I was um thinking about this like thinking about the old testament and like those specific uh you know anytime I had like a question with anything that didn't make sense to me he was telling me that like the bible doesn't tell the whole story a lot of times in these circumstances where it's like we think he's being too harsh or he's doing too much given what the person has done or what the bible has written that the person has done and it's like the bible doesn't tell the entire story and you can even see that with a lot of these stories because in a lot of the stories most people aren't even named they're not given a name it'll just be this man a woman with the issue of blood (laughs) you know what I mean like it's like people aren't given names they're like this prophet shows up this believer (laughs) on the south side of (laughs) Bethlehem you know what I mean like it's like they're not given they're not even named and that's like that's something you would think people would would have and it's like if they're not even if they don't even have their names written down what else do you think is being left out of the story And I'm not insinuating that the story is a lie. But I'm also saying that it don't, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole thing. And so it's like, you'll get like, you know, a snippet of this person's life in the story. And it's like, that could have been the last straw. You know what I mean? And it's like this person could have had an entire lifetime of of heinous crimes, terrible evils, you know, just bad things. And it's like, okay, this is the last thing that they did and this was recorded. And then they were punished for what they did. But it's like they, they but what y'all what y'all didn't see was all this other stuff that they did, you know, and it's like we just getting the the last act and we're like well dang where the mercy at lord like you know (laughs) but it's like girl the mercy was their entire life you know this the last this the last thing girl (laughs) you know this the final straw this the this thing that broke the camel's back and so it's like you know we don't we don't we don't know everything and it's like we don't uh we're not given the fullness of who that person was we're not given the fullness of the effect even a lot of times of the things that people have done and so it's like 
you know, there's a lot of things that come into play as to why someone would, you know, receive punishment for their wrongdoings. I mean, obviously they committed a crime for them to have a punishment, but like, you know. So I have like, uh, I think five, five examples uh, in the Old Testament of God being merciful to those who did harm and for, you know, like a quick um, trigger warning, uh, I'm going to discuss like people who have committed murder, attempted murder, uh, self-harm, deception. So if anyone has any issues with that, you can feel free to click off because like, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone. We don't want to let anyone be upset by those things but you know the the examples that I have people these people have done some things so <laughs> just to give you know a, a fair warning of that uh, those are the topics that we will be discussing so yeah uh let's get into those examples okay so let's start off with the first murder in the Bible, and that is with my guy Cain. Uh, Cain from Cain and Abel, you know, the iconic, <laughs> I guess not really iconic, uh, duo. Um, Cain uh, murdered his uh, brother at the time because he was jealous of Abel's sacrifice to the Lord. Um, Abel's sacrifice uh, was ended up like his sacrifice was accepted by God and Cain's wasn't so out of jealousy Cain ended up um, taking his brother's life and when that happened God could have you know just zapped my mans and took him out in the same sort of like you know eye for an eye type energy but the lord decided to spare his life um he still punished him but cain later down the line was able to find a wife and he had a son uh and i think um he like built a city for his son even at that like he had a whole family he built a city for his son and he was able to have like a life and he was still, you know, he was able to have like a good life and a family and it was filled with love. And like, you know, that's a lot of things that a lot of people can't say in the Bible, even, you know, seasoned saints who have been walking forever. They can't really not saying that like you know, you need a family to be happy. But I'm also saying that, like, it is a privilege to have such, to have a family. And so you can see that in Genesis 4, 8 through 17. And I will begin the reading of that. And it says, then can... Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out in the fields. When they were out in the fields, Cain turned on his brother and killed him. 
The Lord asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? He answered, I don't know. Am I supposed to take care of my brother? Then the Lord said, why have you done this terrible thing? Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground like a voice calling for revenge. You are placed under a curse and can no longer farm the soil. It has soaked up your brother's blood as if it has opened its mouth to receive it when you killed him. If you try to grow crops, the soil will not produce anything. You will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, this punishment is too hard for me to bear. You are driving me off the land and away from your presence. I will be a homeless wanderer on the earth, and anyone who finds me will kill me. But the Lord answered, No, if anyone kills you, seven lives will be taken in revenge. So the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who met him not to kill him. And Cain went away from the Lord's presence and lived in a land called Watering, Wandering, which is east of Eden. Cain and his wife had a son and named him Enoch, and then Cain built a city and named it after his son. So as you can see, even though he wasn't able to farm the land, he still had a wife, he had a son, he built a son the city, and his son was named, like the city was named after his son. And so, you know, even under his um his punishment he was still able to live a good life and he didn't die <laughs> and second in the list we have jacob and that's like the next one of the next main characters in the bible and we can see that God was merciful to Jacob because Jacob was known as a trickster in the Bible. He tricked his twin brother out of the family blessing. And because of that, his brother Esau was upset and like made a vow to kill Jacob <laughs> for what he did. And um, Jacob ran away. Uh, he faced like a whole bunch of trials for tricking his brother but like after some years have passed uh jacob decided to come home and meet esau again and esau had forgiven his brother for tricking him and he ran up to him and kissed him when they first met and esau was like completely over the incident and he and jacob were both taken care of by the lord during all of those years and like jacob was also the one who um like continued on the line of Abraham you know whether it be like where they'll say like I'm the God of Abraham Jacob and Isaac and so it's like they include because it's it was his line even though Esau was the one who was supposed to get the blessing they still continued like the line through Jacob and Jacob was the one who tricked man but the blessing still came through him you know <laughs> so he still he still honored the the blessing that he stole from his brother and he also still took care of his brother to the point where even when um Jacob uh tried to like Jacob had like he left for a couple years because he was running from his brother 
because his brother tried to kill him like he said his brother was like i'm going to kill you <laughs> and so he ran away from him but when he came back he had tried to give him like a bunch of things like he had like had like a row of like animals and like fine things and you know what i'm saying he's like showing him like he has a bunch of stuff that he can give him to try and like you know win him over with you know acceptance and all that stuff and he's like esau was like girl i'm actually good <laughs> you know I, I was fine all the time so and you can see that in uh genesis 33 4 through 11 and let's read that and that says but esau ran to meet him threw his arms around him and kissed him. They were both crying. When Esau looked around and saw the women and the children, he asked, who are these people with you? These, sir, are the children whom God has been good enough to give me, Jacob answered. Then the concubines came up with their children and bowed down, and Leah and her children came. And last of all, Joseph and Rachel came and bowed down. Esau asked, what about the other group I met? What did that mean? Jacob answered, it was to gain your favor. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother, to what you have. Oh, keep what you have. <laughs> Jacob said, no, please, if I have gained your favor, accept my gift. To see your face for me is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have been so friendly to me, please accept this gift in which I have brought for you. God has been kind to me and given me everything that I need. And Jacob kept on urging him until he accepted. And you see that? Esau, Esau had so much of, of, of enough, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he was not lacking. So even when he saw Jacob, one, he was nice enough to even forgive, give him. Two, he didn't even really want the gifts for real because he was, he was fine. He, he's like, yeah, he provided for me. And for Jacob to even have as much as he did, the Lord obviously provided for him. So you can see, you know, that it was a good situation that he didn't, uh, uh, he didn't have to punish him. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have to, to, to be harsh for him to learn his lesson. And so let's uh, get to the third example. And the third example is Joseph's brother. And this is also like low-key. It's like one of the next few main characters in the Bible. And we have them. And so like Joseph's brothers were, girl, they was trash they were terrible towards Joseph. Um, they were jealous of him because their father uh, picked favorites, which is a horrible thing to do. But at the same time, that's not Joseph. It's not Joseph's fault <laughs> that, that, that he was uh, favored over the others. It was Jacob's fault for doing that to his children but they took um you know their anger out on joseph they were harsh to him 
And, you know, they were also jealous because God had sent Joseph a dream that um, told him that he would, that he would lead them. Like he would, uh, he would be bowed down to, like they would bow down to him. (laughs) And so because of that, they initially first plotted to kill him. And then um, as they were like talking amongst each other, they're like, oh, wait, you know, like, let's not kill him. We could make some money off of him. And so we were like, they're like, okay, well, we could, you know, make some coin off of it. So then they sold him into slavery. And then on top of that, they lied to their daddy about it. So they sold him into slavery, but they told their dad that he was dead. And, you know, later down the line, Joseph's dream comes true and he becomes the second in command of Egypt during a famine. And then, you know, because of the famine, his brothers ended up needing grain. So they went to, they traveled to Egypt to, you know, get some grain for their family. And, you know, long story short, Joseph ends up forgiving his brothers and he ends up not only forgiving them, but providing for them. Like, he literally sets them up for life after they betrayed him, tried to kill him, sold him into slavery, sent him to a foreign land. Like, girl, (laughs) girl, (laughs) like, child, 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 my goodness, my goodness, the amount of, um, goodness (laughs) you would have to have within you to be able to do this, girl, girl. If that ain't an example of mercy, if that ain't an example of goodness, if that ain't like, girl, like, huh? Like, what? Like, oof, very, very big of him to do something like that. But it also shows, you know, that God could, God could, he that do a good work in you, my mans. Because, <laughs> my goodness, that's, yeah, that's a lot. And I'm like, they taken care of like for life for life. And you can see that in um Genesis 50, 18 through 21. And it says, Then his brothers themselves came and bowed down before him. Here we are before you as your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I can't put myself in the place of God. You plotted evil against me, but God turned it into good in order to preserve the lives of many people who are alive today because of what happened. You have nothing to fear. I will take care of you and your children. So he reassured them with kind words that touched their hearts. And so they were definitely (laughs) given way more goodness for the evil that they committed towards Joseph. And so, number four, an example of, you know, God being merciful to people who 
do not deserve it. Uh, <laughs> number four is King Saul. My Lord, my Lord, King Saul. If you want an example, like Joseph's brothers were trash. They were very trash. Very trash. King Saul up there too. Talk about someone who did not deserve forgiveness. This man tried to kill David on at least three separate occasions throughout his life. And David had so David had so many chances to 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 yoink that life up out of him, to remove the soul from his body. He was literally like, it was like he was like brought to him on like a, a a platter. You know what I'm saying? Like where someone has literally the perfect opportunity to kill somebody for what they did to you. And each time his, his conscience, the Holy Spirit within him would tell him and like, no, like he was like, I just, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> King Saul and King Saul was terrible. Terrible. David was working for him. David was was do, David was was doing playing music for bands. He was literally nothing but kind to this man. And King Saul wanted to kill him because he knew that David was going to replace him as the king. He was a jealous hater. And he kept trying to kill him and it was just like girl <laughs> and he kept literally it was like each time he tried to kill him though he was like all right I ain't, I ain't gonna do it again and then he would do it again and it's like somebody who keep like he got caught and he's like I ain't, I ain't gonna do it again and then he try and kill him again and he's like hold on I ain't, I ain't gonna do it again and then he do it again it's like bro bro <laughs> bro I'm like girl this is the kindness like each time I read David was like no I, I ain't gonna do it I, I don't I don't this don't sit right with me and I'm like girl the way in which <laughs> he would have swiftly been gone off this earth <laughs> with me <laughs> like girl what and so you can see this in uh first Samuel 26 uh 8 through 12 and it says, Abishai said to David, God has put your enemy in your power tonight. Now let me plunge uh, his own spear through him and pin him to the ground with just one blow. I won't have to strike twice. But David said, you must not harm him. The Lord will certainly punish anyone who harms his chosen king by the living Lord. David continued, I know that the Lord himself will kill Saul, either when his time comes to die a natural death or when he dies in battle. The Lord forbid that I should try to harm the one whom the Lord has made king. Let's take his spear in his water jar and go. So David took the spear in the water jar from right beside Saul's head, and he and Abishai left. No one saw it or knew what would happen or even woke up. They were all sound asleep because the Lord had sent a heavy sleep on them all. I don't like my man see all this. And I think this example was like, like the third time, I think. That he tried to kill him. And he was literally like. He put his. He was like on a platter. Man's was asleep. He wouldn't wake up. And he had the perfect opportunity to just. 
<laughs> gone. <laughs> and he just, he, he didn't. He ain't do it. So I'm like, that is remarkable. It's, it's honorable. It's, it's iconic, really. Because, you know, the grace in which I would not have had in that situation. <laughs> so number five uh, is the Ninevites. And so I feel like this is a great example of uh, God being merciful to, you know, a group of people. Because the people in Nineveh were like enemies to the Israelites. You know, they don't really get into the specifics in, you know, the book of Jonah. But you could kind of like, you could uh, assume the way that they treated them because of just how Jonah reacted towards um I guess wanting to go there uh so if anybody who you know doesn't know the story of Jonah so Jonah is Jonah was a prophet <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Jonah was a prophet uh in you know, the Old Testament. And God had told Jonah that he needs to go to Nineveh to speak to the Ninevites and tell them that, you know, God was going to destroy their city unless they repented and changed their ways. Jonah didn't want to go because he was afraid of the Ninevites. They didn't treat the Israelites very well. You know, he didn't want to go. And he knew that God was going to end up having mercy on them and he was not here for it. <laughs> he was like girl I am I'm I don't want to see that <laughs> these people are trash they're garbage we don't like them I know once, as soon as I get up over there you just gonna try and be nice to them but I don't want to deal with all that and so you know he was he ran away he didn't want to deal with it but you know as soon as he came back you know he ran away we had that whole situation he got swallowed up by a whale he was like all right god i'm uh, i'm finna go i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him this won't even that deep <laughs> I, I, i'll go over there i'll tell him so he went over there he went to nineveh he told them what was up and the ninevites actually was like oh word like i need i ain't even know all this i ain't even know it was like what we was doing was even bad and so they you know they changed their ways they uh i think they like fasted too like they went on like a fast whole city went on a fast they were like dang i ain't even know we was trash and so they they repented of their ways and god didn't punish them and so let's see we could see this in Jonah chapter 3 verse 8 through 10 and okay so this is what the king was saying um to the people of Nineveh and he was like all persons and animals must wear sackcloth everyone must pray earnestly to God and must give up their wicked behavior and their evil actions perhaps God will change his mind perhaps he will stop being angry and we will not die 
God saw what they did and he saw that they had given up their wicked behavior. So he changed his mind and did not punish them as he said he would. And then in Jonah 4, 10 through 11, it says, the Lord said to him, this plant grew up in one night and disappeared the next. You didn't do anything for it and you didn't make it grow, yet you feel sorry for it. How much more then should I have pity on Nineveh, that great city? After all, it has more than 120,000 innocent children in it, as well as many animals. And so, the Lord spared the people who were doing bad. And, you know, because they changed their ways, they they had a, a renewing of their mind. <laughs> they were you know able to you know live their lives you know not die <laughs> you know they was able to to uh you know live and be free go and sin no more <laughs> you know and so those are all the uh, five examples that I had with the Old Testament. So hopefully once you see, you know, since you have heard of all these examples of God being merciful to evil people, you will now see that in these other cases of the Lord actually giving people punishment or taking the lives of people who have done evil in the Bible, make more sense because it's like okay if he can spare an entire city if he can spare a group of brothers that plotted to kill their brother if he can spare a king who plotted to kill David if he can spare Cain who actually killed his brother then he has the capability of being merciful towards many people and if he didn't go that route with people in the Bible, then there had to have been a reason. If he has the ability to do this for people who seem, and even with Joseph's brothers, bro, Joseph's brothers was lying whole time. They lied to their daddy. They even lied again. When, they, when their father died, they lied to Joseph again, talking about how like, you know, daddy said you need to forgive us. And they, he did not say that. <laughs> he did not say that. And it was like, still Joseph was like, okay, God ain't tell me like, who am I? Like, God ain't kill you. I ain't, I ain't going to treat you bad if the Lord ain't, you know what I'm saying? He ain't show up and tell you, you know, I ain't going to do nothing. I ain't going to act out of character, you know. And I just think, you know, like if he can have mercy for Joseph's brothers who were terrible, terrible towards him then he can he has the capability like there there has to have been there has to have been a reason as to why in those other situations people had to be fully punished for the things that they did and it's like it probably has to do with you know their hearts and the effect that they have and bigger things because again the bible doesn't tell the whole story many of these people who are in the Bible aren't even named. So I'm like, if you don't even have my name in here, you don't know everything about what I did. You don't know everything about how I move or what I do 
you know so it's like you know <laughs> these things happen uh and hopefully you all can see taste and see that the lord is good even in the old testament and you know if you have I guess any specific questions, you could probably hit me up on this and see, you know, if you have anything specific, specific, you know, that you would want me to answer or like look into or whatever, you can let me know on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, find me and (laughs) I'll try and see if I'll receive an answer. (laughs) So yeah again thanks uh thank you (laughs) thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast if you would like to find me online i'm on instagram at the bible is inclusive and i'm on twitter at bible inclusive Uh, i also have a book it's called who told you that god was homophobic and that's available in paperback and ebook and that's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, Kobo, Scribd, and other retailers. And if you would like to visit my website, my website is called uh, thebibleisinclusive.com. And that is the host of my blog. And I make many posts on there about like, you know, the spiritual things that I have found out. <laughs> uh, I tend to be more active on the blog than I am on my podcast so I would recommend that you subscribe to my website so that you can get updates every time I post on there because you know she posts on there more frequently and uh if you would like to become a Christian uh you can figure that out on my website as well you can go to the menu there's a tab and it says you know how to become a christian and it'll show you the prayer that you can pray in order to become a christian if you would like to and also uh you don't have to you're not forced into this but if you would like to donate to me uh you can also go to my website and there is a tab on there that says donate and you can uh put in you know however much money you would like they have a single like one-time donations and they also I think they have reoccurring donations on there too so you can you know do it however you want and you'll be able to donate to me and yeah thank you again for making it all the way to the end of the podcast and I'll see y'all in the next one